Welcome to Wise Podcast. In this episode how Bitcoin, cryptocurrency in general, reorganizes the money and payment system in our society. Furthermore, it mentions the original idea, the motivation, and the nuts and bolts. The Bitcoin solves the double spending problem, the state when cash data files can be duplicated any number times at negligible costs, in a unique way. It envisions a low-cost payment system for everyone in the world without the intervention of centralized authority. Let's start with a question. What is Bitcoin? It is C++-coded and open-source software, which is modified by public approval. This software helps to create and control and supply of virtual currency, digital currency or cryptocurrency, units known as Bitcoins and also verify, process, and record the transfer of the ownership of the bitcoins. Its form is dynamic. Moreover, bitcoin is combined with different areas such as the economy and computer science. Generally, miners create bitcoin and verify it. After that, it starts trading in the market wallet to wallet. It can also be converted from digital money to real money. Second question is who invented it and what is the motivation? The founder of Bitcoin is Satoshi Nakamoto. He invented it, I think, for political motivation. His quote is, The root problem with conventional currency is all the trust that's required to make it work. The central bank must be trusted not to debase the currency, but the history of currencies is full of breaches of that trust. Banks must be trusted to hold our money and transfer it electronically. Still, they lend it out in waves of credit bubbles with a barely fraction in reserve. Let's continue with money in modern economies. Central bank adjusts the supply of base money. Base money physical cash consists of physical currency and reserves accounts. Moreover, base money is awarded for being a legal tender. Commercial banks create money known as bank money by making new loans. Bank money has taken the form of demand deposits, checking account. It can be redeemable in physical cash. The government insures bank accounts up to a limit. What are the problems of private banks? Commercial banks are costly. It charges you some money under the maintenance fee, and it can charge fees when you are sending money between banks as well. Additionally, merchandise processing fees are needed to pay for companies and small businesses. Payment card networks in the U.S. processed transactions worth $2.31 trillion in 2015. The statistic shows that interchange fees are $18.41 billion in the U.S. Unfortunately, 1.7 billion adults did not access to banking account in developing countries in 2017. Overall, the central bank charges whatever they want. It diminishes the purchasing power of people. Yet, Bitcoin has some useful features for it. There is no central bank, for example. It is a decentralized system and helps to put stay-s table inflation and low-cost payments. Is Bitcoin a Ponzi game? Ponzi scheme is an investment fraud offering high interest rates with low risk. A pyramid scheme impossible to sustain after a while. Bitcoin is not a Ponzi game because, typically, the Ponzi scheme has an information asymmetry between the designer and the clients. Also, it is open source, thus, no moral hazard problem. Lastly, Satoshi Nakamoto never cashes out his slasher bitcoins. Will Bitcoin dominate the national currencies? I think not probably in the economies with stable inflation. 
it creates an alternative for savings with irresponsible monetary authorities. I think that Bitcoin has a stronger impact on the payment system because payment processors, Visa, MasterCard, charge high fees due to the market power. It might lead to a more competitive payment processor industry. I expect that multi-currency protocols, indifferent among currencies, like Ripple will have a significant effect, especially on the remittance market. See you in the next podcast.